Yo. What up? What up, Leia? We got bass, and Sam will be calling in in a bit. Ryan, again, has some interesting news coming up, so he's not going to be on this week. He has some good things going on in Los Angeles uh, involving radio, so he will Man, be back. you and I should have went to Los Angeles. I, I'm going there. No, I mean, we should have moved there. No, no, I am. Next week. Nice. I got I got signed by the Lakers. <laughs> you didn't hear about that? Yeah, I heard they were looking for a mascot. Oh. <laughs> no, but you didn't hear they needed someone down low? No, I didn't. Well, I only know one guy who can resurrect the, uh, the, the jump hook. <laughs> could you imagine that if I was on the Lakers? That would be awesome. Do you think I could even score one point? I think I, I honestly think I could. Actually, with this year's squad, you would actually have a, a minor chance. But think about it. If you gave me the ball down low, you know I hit that hook shot. And you play me. I'm, and when I say this, am I joking? Is the hook shot not devastating? The hook shot is beyond phenomenal. Beyond, I mean, I've seen it take down some pretty big guys. Explain but, how it works, Base. Because I've schooled so your ass on the court. I schooled you on one foot. The way it works is that Abe is a big-bodied human being. No, I can, hit it, I can is, hit it from the top of the key. But you mostly back people up into this one this one little sweet spot, which is kind of around the free throw line. That's far in. That's far out. That's 15 no, I feet. Know, I'm just saying. And then you hit that shot. Now, here's the only – if you were to take it to a professional level, you wouldn't be backing down guys like me. You'd be backing <laughs> down guys that are like seven feet tall and just yeah. standing tall, standing straight over their hands in the air. I think would pretty much be able to cover your jump on. But – I hit it from so far out. Do they really want it? Because if they come out at me, I'm going to pass the ball inside for a, a quick dunk. That's true. I'll that lead the league true. in assists. That's true. <laughs> but I'm willing to believe even your passes wouldn't make it to that other player. But, I mean, if they gave me the ball, they saw me on the court, they'd be like, oh, they'd be waiting for me inside, and then I would hit the hook from 15 feet out, and the whole place would go nuts. First of all, two laps up and down the court, you'd be the one who's Oh, yeah. Last every time. Two, two laps up and down the court. I went up two flights of stairs the other day, and I was on my knees. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> you know what's funny? Can you imagine? Like, when you, like whenever the, whenever it's your turn to get on offense, you just kind of, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> did you catch that fight with Kimbo Slice and Dada 5000? I, I did see that. Where the guy freaking, like, did the guy almost die? He did. His heart stopped. And then they, they revived him, though. But that fight, if you watch Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000, it's a fight on Bellator, which is like the loser version of the UFC. It's like the less quality. It'd be like when WWE is around WCW when it sucked. That's what that's uh, what, that's what what Bellator is like. That, that, that's pretty accurate. But if you watch that fight base, it's literally like you and I went to Fogo de Chao, the all-you-can-eat Brazilian steakhouse, <laughs> and then fought because... It, it, you and I would have that exact kind of fight. It would be 30 seconds of throwing haymakers, and then both of us would be laying on the ground just like they were. But these are supposed to be professional athletes fighting yeah. for money, not us after eating a bunch of steak. How how sad is the career of a Kimball's flight? The guy was like a YouTube sensation, and then in real life just became another butterbean. Well, how sad is it that uh, a legit organization is making him one of their main fights? And and what's even more sad is that that fight had the highest ratings in the history of Bellator. (laughs) It was Kimbo Slice versus some slob who was like a street fighter. 
And then the main event was 52-year-old Ken Shamrock against 49-year-old Hoist Gracie, a rematch of UFC 1. Oh, my God. Which was what, 93, I believe? I think so. So that's what, 23 years ago. It might even be four. I, I think it was 93, but I ridiculous. I didn't realize has been around that long. Well, Dana White and the Fertitta brothers bought it like 10 years in or something oh, like okay. that. Um, but a rematch 23 years later, they're like, this is the trilogy fight. The first fight, Gracie won. The second one was a draw. Now we're going to find out. You're not finding out anything. That'd be At like 50 years old. You don't. You haven't found out anything. It'd be like taking Dan Marino and Joe Montana right now and, and having a game. <laughs> Let's decide once and for all who's better. It'd be a battle of who hasn't had a joint fuse last. <laughs> but what does that prove? Like Mickey Mantle right before he died. Let's get Mickey Mantle back in pinstripes and see what he could do once and for all. Let's see. <laughs> let's see if he's better than Mark McGuire now. It's yeah, not proving let's get, anything. Let's get Bill Russell up there right now. Let's see if he can take on Dwight Howard. <laughs> but it's kind of like watching Bellator. It's really like a train wreck. It's pathetic. You can't stop watching it. Every time I get sucked in, the last fight was Kimbo Slice against Ken Shamrock, which was, again, one of the worst fights ever. They were laying on each other. Um, Kimbo Slice punched him once, and Ken Shamrock's whole head split open. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why 50-year-old guys shouldn't be fighting in MMA. True. And who's, who would sanction? This fight, I think, happened in Houston, if I remember correctly. Who would sanction a fight like that? It's like you saw Rocky Balboa, right, with uh, oh, sure. Rocky Six, where they wouldn't sanction him to fight, and then he's like, hey, who, who te- what's that thing out of the wall? They're like, the Bill of Rights? Well, who, who are you to decide what I do? Whose right is that? <laughs> wow. You must have seen that movie <laughs> recently. I don't think I could quote a single line from that movie. That's a great movie. It is a good movie, but I, I couldn't quote it to save my life. And Creed's an even better movie. Did you see Creed now? I have not seen Creed yet. It's funny. Sam sent me a text. He said, hey, who won? The-? <laughs> he said, "He said who won the fight? Because for some reason, he doesn't have Spike TV. And I wrote back Dana White and Lorenzo Fertitta. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the wow. most pathetic things you'll ever see. <laughs> All I know is that they weren't even moving. And, oh, the and the- guy, I mean, the biggest fight, they were just. Like you said, just huffing and puffing, and the guy just passed out from exhaustion. And and then the uh, the Ken Shamrock fight, it ended because Gracie need him in the balls. And he, all you hear him is screaming, he kicked me in the nuts! He need me in the nuts! He did it on purpose! You need me in the nuts! And he's saying the F word. I like how 50-year-old still results in kicking in the nuts. <laughs> like, when you're that age, and you're that, if you're willing to fight a professional fight, at 50 years old, you are hitting someone in the nuts is definitely not out of the question. Yeah. There's something wrong with you if you're, if you're, if you still want to fight. If you, yeah, if you say, I still got one left under my belt, I could, I could take this guy. A shot in the nuts is, is pretty, is pretty reasonable. <laughs> there, there's something wrong with you at that point. And, and a lot of those guys, they just want that one last fight. Even Chuck yeah, Liddell, yeah. Chuck Liddell, who pretty much the UFC pays him not to fight. They they give out these legends <laughs> contracts, and there's certain guys that they love that they give them to. Chuck Liddell being one of them. 
It's like you, the ice, you, the Iceman was awesome back in the day. He was the best back, you know, ten years ago. But they'll be like, "Hey, Chuck, you now work for the UFC." I don't know what his job is, but they give him a salary, basically not to fight because they care about him. But you know, uh, in the back of his head, he desperately wants to get back in there because oh god, yeah. He just talked about John if, Jones. If he didn't. He would grow his hair out. Ex- you're right, exactly. Like he that, still that, that, look, that look of "I'm going to murder everybody" would be wiped away. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's no reason for him to have that mohawk anymore. No, unless it's one of those things where it's like, oh, but if I grow my hair out, no one's going to recognize me, so I got to keep yeah, it. Yeah, but even he would still recognize Chuck Liddell, like Mr. T. I, There's really no reason for yeah. him to keep the mohawk at this point, but he still does. No, <laughs> I don't know. Every time I see that guy, he's wearing a bandana. I don't know what's underneath there. The worst thing someone could say is, is "Weren't you Chuck Liddell?" Or didn't you, you? Didn't you used to be Chuck Liddell? <laughs> My dad loved you, but he said um, they did some kind of interview with him, and he was talking about the best fighter in the world, John Jones. And he said, "Yeah, well, if I fought John Jones, I know I would catch him. Even today, I'd have a good chance of catching him with a blow." Yeah, okay. Yeah, he thinks right. he's going to knock out the best fight. That just shows you the way these guys think. Maybe if he had a lot of blow, he might be able to catch up with them. Yeah, if he was hy- hyped up on, like, three bags of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck Liddell. Wonderful. Yeah, it was the worst. Um, so, a couple things I've noticed. It-, it snowed in Chicago today. And there's a few kind of people I hate. Number one, I hate the people who talk about, Hey, what's with all the complaining about the snow? Get a life. This is the big city. We're used to this stuff. I hate those people. I also hate the people who say, what do you mean we were supposed to get eight inches of snow? There's barely enough snow for me to kick around with my foot. I hate those people. I pretty much hate anyone who talks about the weather, weather. N- negative or positive. Weather, I, I've always thought this, that the minute you start talking about weather is when you have nothing else to talk about ever. I mean, only, it's an, only old people. When I talk to my mom at night, it's always the weather. Boy, it's a nice day out today. <laughs> oh, we're really expecting a lot of snow. Make sure on Wednesday you get home early. I mean, whenever you start talking weather, it's like I got nothing else to talk to you about right yeah. now. But yeah, but I, I will say this: I, I, whenever they say there's a giant snowstorm coming, and all of a sudden I've got to cancel my plans, and oh, I don't know, it's the snow. You should probably avoid it. And you have, like, some really cool plants cooked up, and you got to cancel it. All of a sudden, it's, like, less than an inch. You're like, oh, man, I could have went out. So the rule is you should never cancel anything because of the weather. Agreed. I mean, unless you're looking into a tornado. Like, if you see a twister and it's, like, 10 feet from you, that's when you say, no, nah, I'm not going to leave. I'm going to go. I'm going to tie myself off in the basement to a pipe. <laughs> and pray for dear Lord. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> if, you, you, if, you, if you can look outside and see a twister... That is the permission to say, oh, look at the weather outside. Do you remember that last scene in the movie Twister where they had, like, fire hoses tied to their stomachs and the Twister sucked them up? But but because they oh, were... Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Oh, we do we have a special a guest? Cover. Special guest? Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Cannon. Sam? Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. 
Sam Gannon. I already did that bass. Hello, everybody. Yeah. I already right. did the intro while you were getting well, it. Well, I didn't hear that. Sam, Sam, do you remember in the movie Twister how it ended where they tied themselves I've never off? Seen it. Oh, you never did? I, I, only, I, I only know the Van Halen song from the soundtrack. Oh, Humans I've Being? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that counts as seeing it, by the way. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I was saying that people who, who either complain that, why is everyone complaining about the weather? What are you, a rookie? We're we're weather veterans here in Chicago, and then I also hate the people who say, "What did the weatherman mean when he said ten inches? I barely see two inches." I just hate everyone who comments either way on the weather like that. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or are you one of those people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, so let me ask you: uh, How was the weather uh, in your neck of the woods? Was it? Was it, uh, was it well, very mild today? I just took a nap, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that there is snow on the ground, but there's not an ounce of snow on my car. So it obviously was either too light or too wet to stick. So I was very okay, pleasantly we, surprised. We got, we had, we've received almost no snow all day. I mean, so there was some, there was some like blustery, I guess, snow during the day, but it didn't stick. It was too, it wasn't cold enough. Yeah. And right now it's not even snowing. Well, you know, all that all that I, giant snow hit Indiana. They have like seven to ten inches right Who now. Who cares about Indiana? Yeah, I know. I, I say to somebody else. <laughs> why do honestly? Except, except, except Indiana, for our listeners I, in Indiana, I care about that. Yeah, I do care about them. But why? But why do we get lumped in with Indiana? It's not like I don't think when they do weather reports for you know for Florida, they don't mention Georgia, do they? That's not our. Well, Abe, I mean. Chicago is very close to Indiana. That's why we're closer to, to, to the. Let Indiana have their the, own news. Does uh, Indiana border of Indiana? Does Indiana have their own say, news? You and I are closer to Indiana right now than we are to like Schaumburg. I know, but doesn't Indiana have their own news that they could watch? No, they don't. There's no news in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing. They there's don't nothing get but snow. They don't get news. Yeah. No, I guess I guess people being about weather doesn't bother me because it really could have a big impact on your day. That's why. No, but uh, I, 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 what I'm saying is frustrated when they hear about ten inches of snow, and the weathermen were way off uh, yeah. because they make plans. I noticed this morning the roads were um, were uh, pretty. The traffic was pretty light on the roads, and people weren't out um, in the numbers you would expect. And I think a lot of it had to do with. Uh, with the potential storm that never actually came to fruition. It so. is funny how at our base and I work for the same company and they close the office at two o'clock, but him and I, that doesn't affect us because I'm no. on the morning show and base actually has production work to do. So I guess if you have work that needs to be done, then those rules just don't apply to you. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it should just be like, well, if you, if whatever you do here doesn't really matter, you could leave it too. Yeah, whatever you do here can, can also be done next week. You can leave. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I, I uh, sorry about you know you guys having the early schedules and everything. I, <laughs> sorry you didn't get snow days. Uh, <laughs> 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 Is that what you're looking for? Is an apology or something? No, but I mean, why? Because I'll, I'll be the first one to apologize for the meteorology. Quite nice of you to take on that lightning I, rod. I don't. I don't feel like they hire meteorologists anymore for their weather abilities. I feel like they hire them for their oh, work. just their hotness. Uh, yeah, I mean oh the, God, the, yes. the, the, the the Tom Skillings of the world are uh, 
or a distant memory. But Tom Skilling's the uh, one who was saying, hey, guys, it's going to be an all-out blizzard. Yeah, but see, Cheryl Scott gave him the report, so. <laughs> he was watching, he was jerking off yeah. watching Cheryl Scott yeah. to get his news. <laughs> what if What if that's how Tom Skilling got it? And, and if you're not listening in Chicago, Tom Skilling's legendary weatherman on WGN in Chicago. What if he, and Cheryl Scott's an attractive uh, I guess she's kind Weather, of. Weatherette. She doesn't seem the brightest knife in the drawer, but no, she's pretty much. She's, I, I think you have that phrase all wrong, by the way. Yeah, you did get you. You didn't seem the brightest knife in the drawer when you you use that phrase. Oh, she's not the, the sharpest knife. You, you just said? totally biffed hand in that phrase, <laughs> I think, my friend. I, I yeah. <laughs> Big like a tree and get the fuck out of here. I saw her host. I saw her. I saw her host a New Year's thing, and she seemed really dumb. That's why I'm saying she's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Well, she the well, there you go. <laughs> Second time the charm. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> but it would be funny if Tom Skilling was just watching her jerking off, just try try to retain some type of information. Oh. Oh, something about the dew point. You know what's weird, Sam? Okay, so I want to talk about the Slayer concert we went to. But before the Slayer concert, I played in a poker tournament that was for like some kind of police charity or something. And the raffle, and and this this shows you how fucked up this country is. That this could happen. The raffle was for a Glock and a shotgun. So like yeah, any I was, any, I was really surprised to hear those were you know given the climate right now. <laughs> wait, 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 that they were raffling off a shotgun. I think you need, I think you need to set this up one more time. Just a okay, more so clear. I was playing in a poker tournament. It's four. It's, it's so you'd be winning a Glock Two. and a rifle. Yeah, yeah so, so Abe, Abe went Abe went to a poker tournament um, that was some kind of benefit for police officers um, okay. in, in a suburb a suburb here near Chicago. It's really just because my business. and the only reason why I went is because my my friend yeah. is a police officer. I I wouldn't right, have gone. His friend's a police officer, so he was supporting his friend. So so they had a raffle <laughs> at this benefit, and, and the prizes in the raffle were a Glock and a shotgun. <laughs> and I just don't think that's the right uh, message um, police officers want to give off right now. Um, I was going to say, is there a gun permit in that one as well? well that's what I was going like, to say. What if I want a shot? Right. I don't have a permit for that. Thank you. That's my point is that it really, that really hits home about the gun laws that I could have left a poker tournament with a shotgun and or a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny, Sam? So, so I sign up right for was, the. Tur- was, was it all? Was it all? I'm sorry. Was it all police officers and you? No, I mean it's police officers, but then they bring other people in. It was a ton of people. Did you try to do the rounders action and get beat up by all? The I guys? did. I said that. I said. So, at what point is is there, is this going to be like rounders where where everyone beats me up and they all start laughing? They did laugh because you're helping them raise money, so now you're kind of right. level with them. Um. But so I pay my money to get in the tournament, and then the guy's like, "Hey, man, you want to buy raffle tickets? One for twenty, or or like six for a hundred? Something ridiculous. Too much money for raffle tickets." And then he's like, "We're giving away a Glock and a shotgun," and I said, "Oh, uh, 
I didn't even. I was so shocked by that. I didn't even know how to react. Like I didn't even say no right away. I said, "Oh," uh, and then I opened up my wallet. I said, "Let me see how much money I have." And I turned and I pretended like I was wa- pretend like I was looking in my wallet. And then I slowly <laughs> walked I away. Another word, Avis, and he can't just say no because I, I no, was. I didn't. I didn't know how to react to that because if it was if it was a good <laughs> raffle, I would have been interested. And in, you know, if they yeah, said, Abe, you would have done the exact same thing if they would have said. Hey, do you want to give us six bucks for a box of Girl Scout cookies? Good enough. Oh, hang on. Let me see how much money I have. It it made no sense. I said, let me see how much money I have. I opened my wallet, and I was staring inside the wallet for like 30 seconds, and then I slowly started walking away. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine me, though, leaving there with a gun? No. I can't. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I can see you. I can see you like taking like. that Glock, like a shotgun, and throwing up the back seat of your car. Like, imagine, guys. Imagine if you want a shotgun or a Glock, and you get pulled over on the way home, blowing a stop sign or speeding, and the cop sees the shotgun. Oh, I won this in a police tournament. I, I, won, tur- I won this. <laughs> I won this at a, at a charity event. I mean, <laughs> hey. Yeah. What kind of charity is that? Where they giving away guns? Yeah. Couldn't they have lost? I mean, awesome. I I know I know that cops like guns because I'm sure I know a lot of cops. They're like, I have 48 guns. If you were a cop, wouldn't you hate guns? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but why not? But, but if, if you're a cop, but, wouldn't you like despise seeing a gun? For instance, okay, we're in radio. If I was having a radio poker tournament, I wouldn't be giving away microphones. Right. I'd well, be no. But I mean, whatever happened to like? All right, we're giving away a 55 inch television. I mean. Why do exactly. You have a shotgun and Glock. Well, that's what Which I'm saying, Bass. Probably cheaper than the shotgun. <laughs> Don't they understand that there's going to be non-cops at this event? And then there was some kind of scam where if you won, you didn't get cash. You had to actually take the prize and then return it to the store. So I think for, let's say first place. I don't know what the amount was, but let's say first place was four thousand dollars. So if you won the tournament, you would get a four thousand dollar watch from a jewelry store. In that, oh, congratulations! It, Where do you want us to give you this refrigerator that you can take back? To what kind line? of shit is that? Yeah, and then and then you would just some kind of backdoor deal where you just get the money back. <laughs> Stupid! Wow, wow! So the cops Genius. are running. Uh, they're running a, a a event that they're giving away a shotgun, and then they have a illegal prize. Well, it's not illegal, but I mean, <laughs> some kind of scam prize. The and and it's funny because the sponsor was one of the major casinos in the area, so they were sponsoring wow. it. They had dealers working it, and it, it, it's some kind of rule, I guess, where they have to do it that way, and it's legal, I guess, to do that, because if they actually gave out cash, they would have to get a different kind of license. Yeah, but even but if they give you like an actual prize prize, are you supposed to pay tax on that? Like, if you want, like, five No, it's some kind of under-the-table under shit, where it's like, here's a $4,000 wow. violin, and bring it back to Snuxed Music, <laughs> and they'll give you $4,000 cash. <laughs> I mean, just just think about that interaction. Now I now okay. So I just won a poker tournament. Now I have to drive back to that shitty suburb and bring back a violin. And then and who's gonna believe? Like, how many people are in right. on that? Does every worker at the violin shop know that this four thousand dollar violin is could go back? Oh, uh, I'm the guy who won the poker tournament. Um, uh, can I have full value back for this violin? Do they do that? <laughs> Very have your gift receipt, sir. <laughs> so anyways I had a bunch of Slayer tickets and I wasn't going to go because I figured I'd be doing good in this tournament which I, I actually got screwed that's how I got eliminated I had the best oh, hand no, you, didn't, you, you, didn't, you know what though it's, it's funny because uh, 
me and the other guy who went to the concert were talking about this because you told us you were coming because you got screwed. And we said, um, it's funny that whenever you lose, you, you always get screwed. But I do. You never, you, but, but how do you get screwed? Because I mean, if you, somebody, wait, hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain really quick, really quick. Did somebody, did somebody cheat to win is my question. No, but he got lucky. Okay, well, then, that, that, well, well, then you didn't get screwed because cars. Let me ask uh, you this. Let me just give you an example. Are, Sam, real quick, real quick, real quick. Let me give you an example. If you have pocket aces and I have 10 jack, okay? I don't know what pocket aces mean. You don't, yeah, you do. You've played poker before, asshole. I, do, I play, but I really don't understand. I just, I don't know the terminology. Okay, if you had two aces. Okay, just say two aces. <laughs> okay, if you had two aces. And you, okay, you play Texas Hold'em, right? I played with you, and you've won money yeah. in a tournament. So you I know win, how to I play. Win. I win. I, I, that's all I do is win. <laughs> all I do is win. So you know how to play. You have to, okay. You have two aces, okay. Sure. I have queen nine, okay. Pre flop, no cards are out yet. You, I go all in, and you call me, okay. And then when the cards come out, I get two pair. Let's say a queen and a nine come out, and I beat you. Okay. You don't feel like you got screwed there that some no, moron called you. It, it's, it's, it's called the luck of the draw. I know, but it's, I'm just saying that I made the right decision. When you, all you could do in poker is make the right decision. Of cards, but you didn't get screwed. You, you you hedged on it. You made a good bet based on probability, but you still lost. Okay, you then, okay then my you investment, my screwed. great investment fell through. I'll start saying that to make you more comfortable. Well, I just I want to, I want to make sure you understand that, that you didn't get screwed. That you played the game and you lost based on <laughs> the rules of the game. I mean, that's And that's I will what also make this assumption, the fact that we're talking about this now, that you're not the new recipient of a Glock or a shotgun. Well, no, I didn't win it. Well, that was the raffle. That was something completely different. The the poker tournament itself was the thing where you get no a shotgun, the, no watch, no clock, yeah, nothing. Yeah, the, the, base the tournament is where you get the grandfather clock, and then you have to return it to Johnny's <laughs> clock shop. Uh, could someone bring Johnny up here? This guy's saying that he he's returning his his grandfather clock. <laughs> Why are you returning it? Oh, because I won it in the poker tournament? Uh, what poker tournament? Uh, uh, all I could give you back is $100. <laughs> but wait, this is my $4,000 first place prize. And I, I have a feeling that whatever value they put on the item, it's the item's worth way less than whatever they're saying the amount is. So it would be like a uh, a pair of Beats headphones, and then you get back $4,000. <laughs> I'll go to back to, go to the Best Buy and return these Beats headphones. They'll give you your four thousand dollars. It's not like it's an equal cash prize where you would actually want to no. keep it. It's not like blocks of gold. All these blocks <laughs> of gold are worth forty two hundred dollars. It's 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 probably something like oh uh, here's a PS four. But if you return it, we'll give you four thousand dollars for it. So, anyways, things didn't work out in that poker tournament. Then Sam, I met Sam and some other friends at the Slayer concert. Sam, what was what was your experience at the Slayer concert? The the show, the, the band, or the fan? The the fan, the band was fine, but let's let's not the band talk. Was, you know, Slayer was Slayer. They did they, they did a nice job. Uh, the fans that was uh, that was even worse than I had expected. It's, uh, the guy it, in front of us yeah. who kept trying to give me five. Yeah, I mean, it was just a really it was a very sad, dirty crowd. Ninety five percent drunk. Um, partially challenged males. Uh, just really, really unfortunate group of people. I think that really ma- smelly group. 
I think that metal lifestyle, unfortunately, holds a lot of people back from reaching their full what? potential because they're so that, they're like, so caught up in that whole metal image. Me and April walking back after the show, and I had I, I made a comment. You know, everybody said that I I've always appreciated Slayer, and I, you know, I I do like some metal bands. I said, but I feel like metal hasn't done very well for its followers. Um, no, because, no, it hasn't led them down the right path. No, it really hasn't because it's just it was just a very like. I don't know that crowd. They didn't even seem very energetic, right, Abe? I mean, like, you know, I remember going just to lethargic, ang- lethargic, yeah. angry. A lot of them yeah, seem racist. More angry than anything. Yeah, you mean they weren't screaming when they go. For those of you that think that death metal is dead, take a look around. No, <laughs> that, that that was Phil Anselmo for Pantera at every concert, and yeah. David Draymond. If you think heavy music's dead, I want you to take a look around. <laughs> go look up front, look left, look right, look behind you. Metal is alive. <laughs> It's never, it's never a good sign when you're at a metal show when the classiest people in the house are the actual band. <laughs> you know, and I'm talking about guys who are literally wearing like t-shirts with like chains coming off the ends, uh, thunderbolts on their heads. Um, so, yeah, it was, everyone uh, in the it bathroom, was... everyone in the bathroom wants to fight each other. They were all mad. Yeah. They were all covered in piss and sweat. Yeah, when I'm at a metal show like now, beer. I pretty much have to like, keep my head down and like keep the hood up so nobody. You there, know, they I will say like... I've never. I've, I've only gone to maybe two or three heavy metal shows. One being Pantera, one being uh, Slipknot. I don't know if that's considered heavy metal or not, but I remember being like a thousand degrees in those places. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does get hot. Yeah. And everyone's on top of each other rubbing. Like, when Sam and I were 14, we were in the pit. Not the, the pit part where you're pushing each other like assholes, but we were we were trying to get to the front always. Like, we were always trying to push to get all the way to the front of the stage. So Now I'm pushing to get to the back. Yeah, now <laughs> I would... I would I, now, for, okay, so my whole night was ruined because I was wearing a hoodie, and I put it on my chair, and some asshole behind me was headbanging the whole time, and he spilled beer on my hoodie. And I, and that 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 literally ruined my night. Whereas when I was fifteen, I'd be covered in piss, sweat, blood, beer. I'd, I'd have a beer poured on my head, I and I wouldn't about, even care. I don't know about piss. I'm, oh, Sam, Sam, you're covered in piss Sam, you don't, Sam, wait, hang on. You don't think? Wait, you don't, Sam, you don't think rubbing up on those people there's gonna be some piss on you? Well, I, I, I think covered in piss is. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we left there covered in piss. Guys, crotches rubbing up against your leg. Uh, their sweaty, disgusting arms and hands touching you. Remember, they'd always put their hand on your back. Yeah, 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 yeah. like the like well, either. It, it, that it, is, there is like this like camaraderie that you know. A lot, there's a lot of touching and like you know, um, back slapping and high fiving with these people. That well, let's talk about that guy who was in the, front of us. I don't mean these people, but it, I just like the guy in front of us. He was just an obnoxious person. And, like, he he looked like high five. He looked like a mixture of <laughs> Phil Anselmo from Pantera and Shemp from the Three Stooges. That's exactly what he looked like. The whole the whole concert, he was holding two beers, screaming, turning around. He kept putting his hand out to give me five. He kept doing this thing. He he kept doing the thing that our senior hall fans would do, where they where they go who 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 who. He kept doing that the whole show for some reason, and he had this huge slob next to him, uh, some Asian girl who was probably, I don't know, 250, and he kept grabbing her ass, making out with her, and she just looked so miserable. Like I felt so bad for her that she had to be with that guy. Can you imagine her life? Yeah, it was, uh, it was sad. Like, sad he's, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's probably the type that... He's always jealous. Like anything that happens, 
No man, like if any, like if the mailman said hi to her, he'd be like, "Why the? Why are you talking to him? Yeah. Who is that? Oh, it's a mailman. So what? Why are you talking to it him? Was, Take the, the mail and go in the house. Eight, eight, eight steps away, I think to use the uh, washroom. Uh, I guess it's not a washroom. Though. I guess it's just like a pisser. Uh, but he stepped away to use that. It's just a and, garbage um, can to piss. Yeah, the guy. Actually, I don't know what he was thinking. He actually, he like tore his shirt off for like a moment. He took his shirt off and he was like bouncing around and going crazy. And it was sweat flying. It was the worst thing oh. ever. And I think like I think he sensed the disgust around him, and he literally put his shirt back on like thirty seconds later. Sam, do you remember when um, we were in Vegas? I think we were at Coyote Ugly, <laughs> and that guy was headbanging, and he headbanged blood onto your white T-shirt. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> what was that? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Blood, yeah. piss, any. I mean, they have every. Well, that, was, that was a weird. That, that doesn't happen very often where someone has blood on you. When you're in that hot environment, though, everyone has something coming out of them, whether it's snot, tears, piss, yeah. any something, sweat, of course. They're covered and in I sweat. I wonder why you had so many tickets to give away, Abe. Eh? But, <laughs> but isn't, isn't it that- funny that you, you pretty much filled half the house uh, with free tickets? That's right. I had to hook everyone oh. up. Um, Slayer, Kerry King owes you a call. Isn't that the same guy who would go down on a hooker at a bachelor party in like three seconds? He'd start up the line. <laughs> Guys, who's hungry? 25 ahead, who's hungry? Well, 25 ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry. Oh, God. He's one of those guys who always gives the finger in every picture he takes. He did actually, didn't he? He t- she took a picture of him. He was giving the finger. Yeah, he did. He actually gave the finger. Right. Always. Oh, I just see him flipping off the camera. Yeah. He's the kind of Very guy who. Classy. He's the kind of guy who always shows Hooters waitresses his paycheck stub. Worked overtime this week. <laughs> he's always trying to hit on him, and, and and the poor girls at the poor Hooters waitresses have to sit there and talk to his dumbass. Yeah, I feel bad for those Hooters waitresses. I do too. Because it's it's almost like a form of prostitution. I mean, like you have to like sit at the table and talk to these guys who you obviously are probably just like re, re, you know. Well, that well, then that'd be like saying a bartender is is a, pro, a form of prostitution too, because guys yeah, but, will go sit next to a bartender all night. Though, because yeah, but you know, no, older girls are more extended outwards. They're yeah. the short shorts. I mean, they walk around. So are a lot of bartenders out. at bars. Yeah, Mace, you know what I'm talking about. Where you know, yeah, but that's it's like a mandatory look. You see the girl sitting at the table with like the three dudes, and like they're yeah. all like they all have that look on their face, and it's just I don't know something <laughs> just very predatory about Hooters. Um, and usually, I'm one of those guys. Base, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, tell me about what I you're... don't need. A, I don't need a uh, menu, uh, sweetie. I'm in school. I want to be an orthodontist, but I'm working here <laughs> in know, the meantime. I... I almost, I almost I'll rub my dick change. on her leg. I almost wish they would change, and they would because they really do have good wings, and it's unfortunate because um, I, I I think that the wings take a back seat, and I wish they would just change to like a traditional restaurant, and they could you know get rid of the scantily clad waitresses and just make it like a just a good wing place because I I feel weird going in there. I mean, it, I well, it is know. weird. Like if you go in there, I I always take it to go. And anytime you tell someone about the Hooters, so how was the ass this week? You look at a little TNA? No, I, I got it to go. Yeah, right. So, so who had the biggest areolas? Who was packing? Who, 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 who was bottom heavy this time? No, no, I, I got it to go. Yeah, sure. So who did you talk to? Was Tansy there or Marissa? Who was your waitress, Tansy or Marissa? No, I, I got who it to had go. The biggest areolas. <laughs> wow. 
What is it about a metal show too, where everyone's wearing either carpenter jeans or shorts? Like, why are those the only two forms of of lower wear that they wear? And it's not just shorts. I mean, they're like the shorts that go like almost to the ankles. Yeah, they're either super long basketball shorts or like yeah. super long combat shorts with all kinds of pockets. Pretty much whatever was whatever was in style in '99. That's pretty much what's the jean jean shorts w- jean shorts with the big hammer hook on it. <laughs> Next time I'm in one of those mosh pit areas, I'm going to pull on someone's hook and rip it off <laughs> or cut it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut. You're 33 or 34 years old. And already scheduling the next time you're at the valley, this is volumes about you. Yeah. I, I do want to yeah, go. Next time I'm at a mosh pit, I'll never say those words. I do want to go in there with a pair of scissors, though, and cut <laughs> someone's hook off. Because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Why are you walking around with a hook hanging off your jeans? It makes no sense. I mean, it's not in style. At some point, that was like the style for some reason. But it's and not I've anymore. I've never seen any, any handyman ever even have a hammer in that slot. You never what? I've never seen a handyman even put a hammer in that slot. I, no, no one does. They were a whole even tool if, even belt. Even if that is a function, I've never seen it used that way. No one uses it that way. It makes all, and I'm sure everyone who wears those jeans, it gets caught up on stuff, like on fences and stuff. That can't be comfortable. I'm sure sometimes when they get out of their car, it gets caught up on the the, the shifter thing. <laughs> I think we kind of, we've all probably had a pair of those at some point in our lives when they were popular, and I. Back I had them in high 15, school. 15 to 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And, and that really is one of the, I think, one of the worst um, uh, styles I recall that, you know, we wore because it was in fashion. But it really never made any sense, and it always looked stupid. I, I think even at the time, I, I'm like, God, this is so dumb. Yeah, why do I have like, I, I had a pair like that. Hook on my jeans? Yeah, I, we all did. I think we all had it, right? I think there was, a, there was a time in America where you couldn't buy jeans without a. a, a yeah, they a, a only sold. You're right. At I, some I, point, I, when I was in high school, it was like standard jeans. Base still wears yeah. those. Base, I saw you wearing those not too long ago, like shorts. Maybe don't you have something with the hook on it? I don't think so. Didn't you go to the gym once with me? And I said, "Hey, why are you wearing jeans?" You're like, "Because I don't, I don't like to walk out like a slob." And I believe those <laughs> jeans had a hook on them. If they did, that was like 12 years ago. Mm, I don't so know. It was 12 I think that was a style then. Maybe like 12 months ago. You know, one style, one style. I'm, 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 I'm hoping. Uh, you know, and it's been out of style for a while, but I still see a lot of remnants of it. Is the jeans with the heavily, heavily embroidered pockets? Oh yeah, with the cross on the back. Yeah, or, the or Paulie D like rock royalty crosses, jeans. Like, yeah, all kind, yeah, all kinds of weird pockets, like bedazzled pockets, and like kind of like my Lululemon jeans. <laughs> no one really wears those anymore, though. I mean, the only kind of people who wear those are the guys that like. I, at the, the the guys who are still wearing affliction esque shirts. I was watching uh, I was watching MTV Live the other day, and I they they had some country thing on, and I had literally was passing channels. But I think every male in the crowd had oh yeah, country country fans wear that stuff now. Yeah, well, that's a whole other look for a whole other time. But that's how you know that the style the style once the country fans get to it, that's the end of it. Like they're the last ones who will wear it. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. They don't wear it when it's in fashion. Then they all start wearing it. And then now at some point, it's just going to go away. Then, then it goes yeah. to metal fans at the very end. Have you guys, I, at the Slayer concert, I bumped into this girl that I haven't seen in probably four or five years. And she lost at least 100 pounds. And I didn't know who she was. She's like, so what, what did she do? Why is she still at the Slayer show? Exactly. Because <laughs> it was only 100 pounds. No, but she goes, 
I didn't. I, I didn't even know who she was. I, that, that's how much weight she lost. And she's like, "Oh, oh, it's Jennifer." And I said, "Oh, hey." And you ever talk to someone you still don't know who they are when they say who they are, and then you're trying to calculate yeah. in your head who they are. Almost every time, time somebody confronts me, yeah. So I finally realized who she was, and then like in the middle of her talking, I said, "Oh man, you lost a lot of weight." Oh, you're an idiot. No, because yeah. I, 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 no, that, that's a, believe it me. It doesn't work that way with a pivot. No. <laughs> believe me, that's a compliment. Yeah, it is a compliment if you say it to it. Like, if you say to it, I think a, dude, like, oh, a, more, a more tactful way would be to say, like, you look great, something like that. Well, no, then I said something like that. I said, oh, wow, you. Because you're basically, what, what that basically says is I, you were fat before, and now you're not as fat. Or you're what you fat. basically did for the rest of that conversation is try to pull your foot out of your mouth by saying that's not what I meant. Yeah. Well, no, because she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's like, no, it wasn't a little bit. And then I said, well, how much was it? And then she goes, oh, you know, over 100 pounds. And then oh, I said, how much was it? I said, how much did you lose? <laughs> Sa- no, Sam, believe me, you couldn't even tell it was. She looked like a completely different person. Yeah. It was like when uh, Jonah Hill first lost weight. You couldn't even tell it was him. I didn't know. She looked so much different. I didn't even know who well, it was. Luckily, he gained it. Luckily, he gained it all back and then some. I didn't even know who it was for the first <laughs> yeah. couple minutes I was talking to her. And then when it clicked, yeah. I said, oh, my God, you lost a lot of weight. So anyways. She's like, I'm like, wow, you look great. She's like, no, I don't. I look the same. It's like, you know, you don't look the same. Yeah, just just walk away. Then that's the end of that conversation. But 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 isn't it funny that people say that? Oh no no no, I don't look any Of course you look no. different. You lost a hundred pounds. No. You look complete. I didn't even know. But based on that, I didn't know who you were for the first three minutes. And I'm Facebook friends with you. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you think that maybe you look completely different in a good way? Well, she's probably still working on her self-esteem. I'd, I'd give her a mulligan. It'd be like me rolling in with purple <laughs> hair tomorrow, and then you say, wow, Abe, you look different. No, I don't. But your hair's purple. Oh, I look the same. Yeah, but purple's different than dark brown yeah, or whatever your hair is black. Different, it's different when it comes to girls. Even even if she was like 1,000 pounds and you saw her and she was like 120, it's still tough to say, oh, my God, you look so much better. Yeah, but that's a great compliment for that. girl, wow, you look like shit, and now you're worth talking. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but by saying, "Oh, to a girl," that's how it comes off. I if I to lost a hundred, you can say that to a guy all day long. Why wow, you look? You look better. You yeah. You lost some weight, man. It shows. You look good. Well, girls, right. they don't take it that way. Mm, they should because they're working hard to lose weight. Shouldn't someone reward them with a compliment? That's just the way it is, my friend. You're 35 years old and you're just realizing. It's like saying 34. Girl, I'm only oh 34. God, 34, babe. Don't get it wrong. It's like yes, saying you're so later. You must be pregnant. What are you, uh, base 40 now? I am 30. I'll be 36 in about a month. Damn. You old. You old. <laughs> there's, a, there's like a four-month period, base, where you're two years older than me. By numbers, not by months, of course. Well, by this conversation, I feel like I'm 20 years older than you. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I prefer. I prefer staying young and stupid than being like an adult, where you know. Where... God, that was the dumbest thing you've ever said, and you said a lot of dumb shit <laughs> right there. I feel like this that was the part the of the podcast where you just thing I've ever heard in my entire life. But I prefer wow. staying young. Let's put it that way. I prefer staying young and stupid than being an adult. That's what you said. Right? Being an adult. I don't wow. want, but wait, I don't want to fall into those adult just, things. You pretty much just disqualified yourself from, uh, but I don't know. like From what? 
I don't know. I guess just respect. Like, <laughs> that's just a dumb thing to say. No, but you know what I'm saying. I don't want to <laughs> no, start I, acting I, like an adult. At what point do you start acting like an adult? Well, wait, 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 wait. Let me base, if I may. Please, Sam. You can take this. One. I was gonna say this one is yeah. all you, my friend. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna open up the yeah. lane for you. Yeah, I mean, how does it? First of all, you are 34. I mean, so you've legally been an adult for 13 years. Oh, how do? What is your perception of how adults act that you're trying to avoid? You know, stupid. You know, stupid. No, no <laughs> I don't know. I mean, t- you just said you'd rather be young and stupid than be an adult, but you can't change your age, number one, so you could try to be young and I don't try to be young. Setting. It's just the you way I am. You young and stupid and not be like adults, and I said, how do adults actually said, you know, stupid. You're going to be young and stupid than stupid. <laughs> but you're 34, so it's all relative, so 34 might be young to some, old to others. I mean, you can't change your age. No, I don't care so about my age. It's avoid. about the way you act and feel. Well, well, how do how do adults act and feel? Is I don't know. They're wor- they're worried about adult type things that I'm not worried about. Well, I mean that's but well, that's because you're not that, in an adult situation. Is it that you're not worried about them, or you don't, or you're trying to block them out of your life? Because I mean, as you get older, there's certain things you can't avoid. Like, at what point do you stop? You know, at, at what point is, is do you stop? Your top order of business are things like, you know, watching a UFC fight getting a Chipotle burrito, like at what point do those things fade away? Well, usually after you graduate well, high school, well, like, uh, well, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. If you're a UFC fan, if you're 15 or 35 when the fight's on, that must be your top order of business. I don't think that's a young versus an old thing. And the same can be said for the Chipotle burrito. I, I, you know what I think I, it think is, Sam? I, I think people... hungry adult, I think you prioritize food when you're hungry. So if I'm hungry in an hour... I had dinner at 6. I'm not hungry right now, but if I'm hungry in the morning, my priority is getting food. And that was also the case when I was 8. I mean, so that, that's never... That has oh, that's gone. good. So at least, I, at least I, I have those two things going no matter what. I think it's about people People get too serious when they get older. Everything's all serious. Well, well I think... I, well, I, I think that's part of growing up. I mean, I feel like... This you know, is growing up. As a person. I feel like you should be maturing as a person where, you know, you take things more seriously when you get older. I mean, I think that's healthy. Base, you want to? It's, it's all here, buddy? You're all you're, the situations that you live in right now. <clears throat> you you can have that lifestyle. My top priority in life right now is to make sure I am in contact with a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> like Sam and I are married, so the priority changes. I have a child that adds on another responsibility. You don't have those things right now, so see, I don't. Maybe your well, life yeah. does, your your life does lend to morning radio or your. Laughing and being part of a show for four hours, and then you go make prank phone calls, get paid for that, and then you come home and you can either nap or pig out. Where it ain't like that for anybody else. I I, mean, at some point, you may actually fall in love with a girl and get married, and then all of a sudden your life compromises. Yeah, but you don't have to get married either. Or even even all that being said, based that's all true. But I think beyond that, there's a lot of existential questions you ask yourself as you get older. I just feel like. I think you're 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 denying the fact that you're an adult and that there's no no I enjoy being an adult because I go to casinos. (laughs) Again, everything that Abe is saying is what I said to myself when I was sixteen. Like, man, I can't wait to get older and buy my own food. I I I guess it is. I just don't like the people who get way too serious when they become adults. Does any psychiatrist to listen or? Uh, mental health professionals, um, please uh, 
I guess like just fucking help this guy. Like, do I guess I just I guess I just like to do. I, I you know what I like? Instagram. I, li- I like to just be able to do I anything know. I want to do. I don't like to have any rules around me. You, you, you know, you've been saying that for years, but like, what what can't what can't? Yeah, what 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 what, what, what can't you base back? do? Well, base can't. can't okay, base has a kid. So if son, I said, hey, I mean, base. If I said, "Hey, base, let's go, let's go hustle some people on the basketball court tonight at midnight," he couldn't do it. No, wait a second. First True. of all, that's not, that you know this is okay. First of all, that never will. But happen. if I but wait, if I wasn't married and that thirty-four year old white guys don't go do to the court at midnight. I used to. Well, you don't anymore. So maybe I want to start playing You're again. Too old. <laughs> You're too old. I mean. I feel like I honestly, I honestly feel like this is like a cry for help or something. Like, I mean, of course, Bates can't leave his two-year-old son at home while you go hustle on the court. I mean, of course, he can't do that. But I mean, if I had, if I had no child and no wife, I still want to be like, ah, oh, midnight. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't have to find the Chipotle to go. Hustle on the court. <laughs> Let's go yeah, I mean, <laughs> God, you're living in this fantasy world, man. I'm telling you. I mean, you're not that careful. You're not Kanye. I mean, you know, you have a job. I, if I wanted to go hustle on the court at 8 in the morning, you couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, you have to work. If, like, I don't know, if you're at, like, a police benefit or something, like, if I want to go hustle that day, you can't do it. I mean, you have responsibilities, I guess. That said, the second one I could think of was the police benefit. But... <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's I'm weird. No, it's not weird. It's I, I, whole, I, whole, like, I, this whole thing, this whole like, I don't want to have responsibilities. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird condition. I, I don't know. It's very odd to me. Is that it? I mean, you have you have bills. That's responsibilities. You, no, you I, I have plenty of responsibilities. I, I I just feel like some people they lose their lust for life when they get older, and that is true. Well, I don't think it's a lust. They they fall they fall. I think I think I think your definition of what is losing your lust for life is very very odd. You know, I mean, I I can tell you right now. I I, only flip this on you for a moment here. You know, a lot of times I want to talk about things that are important to me that were important to me when I was fifteen and saw like you know I I might send someone like you a music recommendation or like a movie or something or or something in the arts you're always like I don't people talk about music I fucking hate I can't stand talking about music or I can't stand talking about politics and it's like that sounds to me more like somebody who who has fallen into adult pattern than somebody who like like base who just wants to stay home and like take care of his son I mean to me that's not giving up that's just I'm not saying I'm not talking about base I'm talking base is still a joy to be around I'm talking about people <laughs> who lose their 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 humor. They're all about business. That's what I'm talking about. We're running out of time. Wait, real quick. I just want to mention two last things. Do you guys ever drive? And this is a very comfortable. I want to give this tip to the listeners. Do you ever turn your heat all the way up and then roll your window down when you drive? No. It's a very nice, no, hot and cool <laughs> sensation that I would like to recommend. <laughs> Would Sam, okay. are, Sam, do you promise to try that next time you drive? I will. I will. I will you turn the heat when it's cool out. I, I almost feel like this this podcast almost deserves a sequel. Like this part, this could be the first like part one of two. Like I want to continue this conversation next week. It's a very interesting conversation. This yeah. Conversation about about, about the cool about, and hot combination. No, no, no. About <laughs> like your your idea, uh, your 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 perception of adult life. Yeah, we, 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 we're, Sam. Unfortunately, next, for that next segment, week, next week we begin.
begin with this topic. For that segment, we yeah. ran out of time. I had to get to two important last topics. One was that thing. I want base. I'd like for you to try that next. You turn okay. the heat all the way up, roll the window all the way down while you're driving on the expressway, and then you have the sensation of the hotness and the coolness on a cool day. Finally, um, I've been watching the Brady Bunch again a lot. It's like, for fried, some- it's like fried ice cream. You're, exactly. Hot and cool. It's a perfect combination, and you'll love it. T- tell me how you feel about that. Tweet me uh, after you do it. Um, I've been watching the Brady Bunch again. Two questions. Number one, why don't the girls mourn the death of their father, and why don't the boys mourn the death of their mother? And was Ellis a, a, a well-treated slave? And how come that music of getting into mischief is the same music they use on the Christmas vacation when he's putting up the lights? How come they couldn't get a different song? Yeah, why didn't they use their own music bed? What, what, what do you guys think about those two thoughts? And then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, Basically, go first. No, but the girl, wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. There you go. Okay. Sam, what about Alice? Is she a well-paid slave? I never heard her talk about money. She never, she gets to live there as like, as a slave would live there. She's a house slave. Why? So I, and I she's getting banged by the butcher. I, I, actually saw, I saw a tweet about this the other day, but it was Alice a well-paid slave. I actually did see that. No, Abe, she was a maid. She was a paid maid. An in-house oh, maid who worked 24 hours a day. You know in-house maid. Back then, 50 years ago, were actually much more common than they are today. So, and she lived with them. How many? Yeah, she did live with them. That, that, that was that was probably a little atypical, but and she was on duty no, all day and all night. They they revere her. I mean, how could you call her a slave? Because you know, Alice, see a scene with like Mr. Brady, like beating her or like reprimanding <laughs> her. She basically like ran the household. You don't think when he was frustrated, he would have sex with her, Alice? <laughs> Get on all she fours, Alice. First of all, he was she too busy getting a pork line from the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Him or her? <laughs> no, but no, think, I, think I, about it. He, he was getting devoted. Think about it. She was there all day. She never left. She had no family, yeah. no friends. She was that a was slave. A no, Alice. Hey, I know people who have nannies. Sam, who have a nanny at their home twelve hours a day. Twelve hours happened. Yeah. And Alice why did she happen? They. Because they made an accommodation for her, so she could stay there. I, she would take vacations. I remember she went to visit her cousin. Oh her yeah, oh, and that was shit. only that was only because for some reason Sam. she wasn't available to record the show, so they had to write into the script. She also her bedroom was the same room that the washer and dryer was in. So did she well, sleep that, next that, to the washer? That, okay, well that's just studio magic. That's all that is. And then base. Now now I'll go to you for the second question. The girls had a father who died before Carol met Mike, and the boys had a mother who died before he met Carol. So how come there's never any mention of the original father and mother? Why are they never sad? Why are they, especially that first season? Shouldn't the girls have been like, or at least Bobby, I miss my mommy. I miss my real mom. He'd never get any of that. Well, because it's a comedy, and they don't want to go that far deep into that. <laughs> so, but, 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 we, only, but, we only had half an hour to knock down every time. But at least on uh, At least on right. Full House, at like three or four times, DJ was crying about her dead mother. Danny Tanner mentioned the dead mother. There were at least you have to you can't just have a, a, a plot like that and not mention well, here, the well, obvious. Here's how it is. Here's how it is. Mr. Brady actually replaced his wife and siblings with a new wife and girls. And Bob Saget had a stupid Elvis impersonator and a guy with <laughs> funny voices. I would really be my mother too. Right. <laughs> Come on, man. If you, if you I mean. If, 
He would take the former over the latter any day. Come on. Yeah. But I just don't get why it's never mentioned. He, I mean, it's some, they both had horrific ways of losing. Now, if it was a divorce, that's fine. But there were no divorces. They were two deaths. Both well, were dead. So we, only, we only got a half hour peek into the Brady family a week. Or America did 15 or 20 times a year. So we don't know what was happening outside of when the camera was on. Them. Of and what, course they may have been mourning their mother and father. And, and, and how come they immediately, the first day Carol moved in, they were calling her mom? There's no time to just call her Carol for a while? Right away she's I mean, mom? Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that is an interesting point. I don't know. All right, we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up on that. I, if you have thoughts I'm on that. I'm sure which Schwartz and ask him. I don't know. I'll remind you to, uh, uh, on iTunes, if you want to leave comments and give us a five-star rating, that helps us with the uh, the way our podcast is ranked. And, yes. gentlemen, this was a pleasure. And don't forget to do the thing, like I said, roll your windows down, turn the heat all the way up, yep. and let me know what you think. We'll holler next week. We out. For all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.